Guten Tag. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Saxon board. I've got Tim with me. Hi, JP. Hi. We're going to dive straight straight into this. Yes. So, Saxons. Um, they obviously were kind of doing our whirlwind tour of the Age of Invasion supplement. So we're coming to the second to last faction. This one is a super melee focused faction for sure yeah there's basically yeah there's no shooting on here <laughs> no there's nothing else you just want to sh- you just want to fight so the um i think we'll, we'll cover our usual thing so I'll do a little bit of history so it's uh kind of your your standard uh germanic tribe um and i guess they're most famous for invading britain and uh yes crushing the local britons even i know that right so yeah, that's, pretty, I'm, that's where they're most famous, but I mean, <laughs> like they're still, a, they're still a province or a, what is it, whatever you Germans call like your your regions called Saxony. Oh, yeah, I, I live I live in There's Lower Saxony, so <laughs> Lower Saxony, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I think for the non-Anglo-centric people, like there's uh, still a lot of Saxons elsewhere in Europe. Yes, so, uh, represent. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on quickly to the uh, equipment. Why can't you tell me about the equipment, Tim? I love the equipment. It's just like the Franks. Um, so the Warlord, um, he just has sword and board, no equipment options. Easy. The, uh, the Hearthguard just have sword and board, no equipment options. And then there's the Warriors. They just have sword and board, so no equipment options. Just their shields and spears. And then there's Levies uh, with, uh, with like, you, you have two options, but they do the same. So you can take bows or slings on Levies. And um, yeah, I guess that's a like, question of aesthetic, um, but they do have the same rules. So there's one rule for everything, and it's, it's really easy. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's easy to build a Saxon warband. Yeah, definitely. I think also the, um, it's really useful because you can kind of cross over with the Franks a little bit as well, because the essentially, well, equipment options are exactly the same. So yeah. it's very efficient. It uses the same dice. It's got the, yeah. the green... Uh, Green, uh, yeah, I guess the Anglo-Saxon dice <laughs> or Anglo-Dane or yeah. Saxon, yeah, those dice. Um, so it's a, a very easy one to switch between your Franks and your Saxon. So super efficient. I think we can say you can probably use your Dark Age warriors from Griffin Beast for this. One as well. <laughs> cool. Let's uh, let's wait with that for uh, for later parts, man. We can't just always be recommending All right, that. Dark no Age spoilers. Warriors. No yeah. spoilers. And, and uh, one more thing, I think it's uh, the Saxons might be the easiest faction to transfer from Age of Vikings from because you, you kind of can just take your Anglo-Saxon or like uh, Anglo-Dane models. Kind of. Um, I, I don't think many people will recognize that they're like, I don't know, like three hundred years too old, but. I, I did that and it felt, felt fine. So yeah, I think so too. I don't think, uh, um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be totally legit to do that. There's also some really cool models with the uh, uh, with the Sutton Who helmet as a as a warlord, like that famous one, the the one that's on the rare dice. Yeah, facing of the uh, the green dice. So I think you just as long as your 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 warlord has that helmet, it's totally legit and it looks very <laughs> cool. So, um, old friends, new enemies. Uh, do you know uh, any old friends, new enemies for the Saxons? Yeah, so this board is really efficient for that as well because you can use it in Age of um, Vikings and Age of, um, 
of Crusades, and they're Damn. completely different playstyles as well. So I think it's pretty neat how they changed that with the uh, the extra equipment options. So for the Age of Vikings, you can use them as the Germanic peoples. So the changes there are uh, that your warlord uh, and hearthguard have the option of uh, being mounted. Um, no, no special equipment when they're mounted, but you know, it's still it's pretty amazing. Um, the warriors just have the, the same same uh, no equipment option, and then your levies can have javelins or bows. So that's pretty legit, I think. Uh, it makes them a lot more aggressive, which is amazing. Yeah, and that really plays into their playstyle. So <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. a good one. And then also, and this one is is kind of my personal favorite. Uh, they can play as pagan raiders. That's kind of like your pagans along the Baltic coast. Closely related to your pagan peoples, but um, and this is really interesting. So you use the Saxon board. Your warlord and your hearthguard carry heavy weapons, so they need, yeah. So they basically need day and axes. Uh, your warriors are armed with javelins, and you're not allowed to have any levies for this board because you're obviously like raiding the coast, and there's no place for peasants in your boat. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but this is like the cool thing. Pagan raiders can recruit any number of units of sailors, uh, all whom get the loyal special rule. So the sailors are, let's not go too much into this, but essentially uh, in certain scenarios, you can deploy your sailors along any table edge that you want to, as long as they're S away from an enemy unit. So you can get in people's face like really quickly. Which is really cool, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, so... I think maybe we'll we'll talk about all those once we uh, once we once we do those particular ages. But just be aware that uh, this board is pretty flexible. You can do uh, a number of a uh, number of ages with them. However, you're going to have to paint some extra dudes if you want to do that. Still, still a very good value for one board, I think. <laughs> yep, definitely. All right, let's talk about what makes this board special. So they don't have any special rules, but they have one. Special, I guess it's well. I guess it's just a basic ability. Yeah, <laughs> one that is pretty damn amazing. So I agree. Kick it off, Tim. So there's your usual and normal uh, Hearthguard hero, warrior, and levy activations, and your activation pool. But there is no combat bonus. There's the Fury ability, which can take any any dice, and it's a it's a melee ability. So it says, remove X fatigues for, from your unit. Your opponent gains three attack dice for each fatigue thus discarded. So and it's just one die for every uh, for every six or every rare you use on the ability to uh, pop it off. So I think it's I think it's insane. So if you if you push in with like your uh, with and you get in there with uh, with two fatigues and you can just you can just you can just discard those fatigues for one for one die and uh, give the enemy six attacks six attack dice, which sucks. Yes, but you can I think with the rest of the board you can kind of negate that. So this is an amazing ability to if you just want to keep pushing up the board i think yeah this is also truly amazing for your warlord especially if you charge yes you can charge in you can charge in a, a warlord with two fatigues you can as his like second activation you'll have he'll arrive with three and then you can just completely discard them um maybe that's not the best example because you'll be exhausted <laughs> but. yeah but we get what you mean yeah 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 and if, if you are charged and you are already exhausted, this is like the ability to keep your warlord alive. If the enemy doesn't, if the opponent doesn't have like good shooting, Fuhrer will always keep your warlord alive, I think. Yeah, so this is a melee ability. So it is 
Um, so the advantage is better if you charge because then you have the choice of playing this first before yeah. your um, uh, your before your opponent can use any of their abilities or use your fatigue. Um, so th that's kind of one one aspect where you do want to be the one charging. It's it's a cool combat bonus substitute, substitute I think. So nice. Yeah, I think it's well, it's probably the easiest or most powerful way of dumping lots of fatigue multiple times in uh, a turn yes i don't think there's any other board that can dump this much fatigue yeah the goths don't really care for the fatigue but no but in the end for a goth you still unless you 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 place dice on your board to mitigate your fatigue that you have you're still kind of stuck with it and here you can get rid of it completely. yeah yeah really cool yeah all right let's move on to the board itself then so i'll start off with profanation so this is a, a common or an uncommon this is a melee ability if the enemy unit loses the melee or is completely destroyed one enemy unit of your choice within short of your unit takes a fatigue so this kind of sets the scene for the board where you're going to want to be destroying units in mm -hmm. melee uh, and putting fatigue on other units so i i like this uh, very much it requirement is is that you know you have to place your unit in a m manner where you can be guaranteed of being within short of a, a different unit so if you if you don't do that then it's a waste of a dice because uh, it doesn't actually give you a, a bonus during the current melee but it kind of gives you a follow-up bonus um if you're charging uh if you're planning on charging this unit unit multiple times in one uh, in one turn yeah I, this i feel like this is the best setter setter of the board right it's a good setup for your other units to charge at the lighter point all right so uh, next up will be implacable um it's a melee activation that takes uh two common dice so two dice abilities you know you know how it is we don't we don't love those but anyway melee ability gain two attack dice gain half as many extra attack dice as there are figures in the enemy unit and i don't even hate it because <laughs> it was played against me a number of times when I had like my my Hunnish Death Star, like a twelve man warrior unit, and just getting eight attack dice for two commons is is not bad. It's it's I think I think the two commons can probably do even more work uh, uh, elsewhere. Yeah, I think the yeah the, your commons are kind of what you want to use for your a lot of movement and your warriors and stuff like that. So I think they are at a little bit of a premium especially two of them. But um, if you're charging into, I guess, even like um, like Levy, like I would probably play it there just to get rid of like a lot of Levy because there's nothing worse than charging into Levy and then not wiping them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ferocious, an orders ability. So this takes a common or an uncommon. Choose a unit of non-mercenary hearth guards or warriors. Until the end of the turn, they get three bonus attack dice during each melee, but lose one defense die when rolling to cancel hits received. I'm not a fan of this one, I must admit. Just the the, the cost, it just seems too much. What I do like is that you, you give one unit a bonus, but yeah, it's... Um, for me, the the bonus you get isn't really worth it. Like, you're y just... Yes. Like, you're, you might get two or three charges if you're lucky from one unit using Fear as well. Uh, but then, yeah, you're going to have a severely depleted unit. Yeah, I think, I think um, it, might, it might work if you set it up properly because if you make the enemy miss, like auto-miss because they're exhausted or for any, any other reason, 
then I feel like if you know that you can set this up, then the ferocious ability might actually work. <laughs> because if they can't hit your hearth guard, then might as well uh, might as well go through them like butter. So I feel like this is an ability that works really well if the game's already going well for you. So uh, very situational and might not be worth it lots of the time. Yeah, and um, I think you're going to have to link this with the Fuhrer as well, where you dump your fatigue at the beginning of the, the yes. combat yes. to make sure that they can't use your fatigue to, to make it easier to hit you. Um, yeah. Then most people can kind of defend well against one attack in their uh, in your turn, but if you're if you're charging like two or three times, like by the by the second or the third time, normally they don't have, have or they don't have anything on their board left unless they've kind of not moved at all and only stacked up on yeah defense yeah abilities. yeah that's true yeah um so uh, yeah I I'm not sure I would play this all the time to be honest it would probably be right at the end if you just completely want to wipe someone out and uh, they've got a lot of fatigue but yeah I'm not. I'm not a fan of automatically losing just a guy without being able to roll for it. And if I'm if I'm not uh, if I'm not wrong, I don't think there's any way on here to get defense dice. Like anyway, you don't even have the combat bonus. So uh, yeah, you <laughs> you can't you can't uh, regain that defense die in any way on the sport. So uh, it makes it, it makes it kind of tough. So you definitely lose one unit when the enemy gets to like get a hit on you. Right. Uh, next up is Jeers. So it's a shooting reaction that takes an uncommon die. After the shooting attack is resolved, the enemy unit takes fatigues equal to half the casualties suffered by your unit. So I, I like this one. Um, I, I feel like it, it always sucks to lose um, to, to lose models, but it's kind of inevitable with the Saxons because you don't have anything that can save you from the shootings from the shooting attacks. So having Jeers on there to uh, possibly stack stack like a lot of fatigues on the shooting unit, I feel makes it makes it strong and annoying for the enemy to shoot you. So he might not even want to do it. But that's kind of the only way you can kind of defend against the uh, the the shoot. But it's still, it's not going to save you any models. It's just going to put fatigue on the enemy. So yeah, that, but that's the, the whole, like the whole theme of these guys, right? They, they, uh, they die, but they also make the enemy die. So yeah, would if you're if you're playing with Huns against them, would this stop you from shooting um, at a at a unit of Saxons, or would you just maybe use a small unit of like four um, uh, four four Hun warriors to try and shoot at a unit to to draw out the Jeers first or something? No, I, I it, it wouldn't stop me, and I think I would go in with my big unit anyway because realistically, like if you shoot into into a unit of warriors. And with your six shots, you're usually getting you're getting three hits, and there's going to be one and a half like death like dead dead models. So it's it's going to be one fatigue either way. Um, so even if you like if if he he loses one or two models, it's just going to be one fatigue either way. And I don't I don't think I mind that too much. Um, so and I definitely can't can't sacrifice my shooting as a uh, as a sassanid or as a hun. So I'll just have to take it. Yeah, and I think. Um, for the Saxon player, it becomes interesting because then essentially, if they shoot well, like yeah, okay, you lost three guys, but okay, that really sucks. But like, <laughs> they'll have two two fatigue, and then you can potentially, if you're fighting against composite bow warriors, you can cancel their activation so they can't run away again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can get them. Then yeah, that's how you catch them essentially. Um, same thing with javelin armed um, calf. So I think. 
I think this is one way of catching them. Unfortunately, you you do have to actually lose some guys. For but it. yeah, you you can yeah like there's a bunch of abilities on here that make you sacrifice your units to uh, to get or your your models to get more kills. So uh, yeah, this is just this is just a very thematic shooting defense that might not be worth it all the time. All right, the shield and CX. This is a melee ability, and it take and it costs a common and an uncommon. There's a, like quite a pattern there, most uh, requiring that. Uh, your opponent must reroll all results of six on their attack and defense dice. So I like the ability itself. I think that's um, pretty amazing, especially when you start comboing it with, for example, Fuhrer and um, you can probably, or you'll go into combat, play Fuhrer, lose all your fatigues, um, and then potentially, if you're attacking uh, a unit that has gained extra fatigue from wiping, um, from having a unit, uh, a friendly unit being killed close to it, and then having profanation, for example, yeah, you can kind of raise your armor to six pretty easily as a Saxon player, uh, yeah, especially if you're yeah. Hearth Guard. Yeah. So I think that's that's what the combo is trying to push you towards. Uh, it does require quite a few dice to pull off, to be honest. So it requires fear, it requires profanation, and then um, yeah, and then two dice to actually play the ability. Yeah. But I think that's essentially what they're trying to get you to do. So it does make it pretty pretty good, uh, especially if you're playing it with Hearthguard or with uh, with your Warlord, uh, because then you're already armor five. So it makes it pretty easy to make sure that they have to reroll every single hit. And then obviously if they have to reroll half of their defense dice um, that, that are successful, that's pretty brutal, actually. Yeah, it, it is deadly, but it's, it's also expensive. So you, uh, I think everything has to be lined up just perfectly to make the shield and sex ability yeah, worth it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Right. Uh, next up is Insignificant. Love the ability name, by the way. <laughs> So you can, uh, it's a melee ability that can be activated with any die. If your unit's armor is higher than the enemy units, you gain two attack dice, four if you use a rare, and remove a fatigue from a unit at the end of this ability. So I feel like this is the staple of the Saxon board and you have to play it every turn if you can. So that's the whole problem, I think. Because the, uh, the requirement of having a higher armor than, your enemy, than, than the enemy unit makes it kind of hard to pull off. Um, I feel like when... Someone played Saxons against me. I think it was it was Monty, and he he couldn't just he couldn't pull it off because I had Hearthguard as well, so it wasn't that easy to pull it off. And so, if you know that you can pull it off, it's it's probably the best ability on here. But if you can't because you're running a warrior heavy warband or something, then I think this uh, kind of this is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the tension I feel in this board because you want Hearthguard uh, because uh, for yes. example, insignificant. They really try and. I think being able to use every single dice facing for it, that, that's kind of an indication that they want you to use it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Fuhrer, because then you can get rid of your fatigues and, and use your opponent's fatigues to bump up your armor. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, you have a lot of abilities where you just automatically lose guys, um, kind of pushing you more towards warriors, where it becomes more difficult to play insignificant. So... I think that's like the little bit of the balance as well that you have to find in this board, and I think it's absolutely difficult. Yeah, but yeah, finally, I, I think the this is just another little tool that you have to make sure that your units can just keep on charging, um, along with Fuhrer. Yes. So, yeah. All right then. So the next one is Vivacity. This is a uncommon. It's an order's reaction. 
activate up to two units more than S away from an enemy unit for a move. So I really like this ability because it means that you can essentially um, move up your units. Um, like it doesn't like you can move them towards or away. The only stipulation is that you can't. Um, yeah, you have to be more than S away, so you can't move any units that have just disengaged or retreated or withdrawn from combat because they're still within S. Uh, so that's the only only disadvantage that you can't run away with them. Yes. Um, yeah. But if you if you um, yeah you can kind of position your units to be within charge range the next the next turn. The stipulation here is that it is in the order's reaction phase, so that means you have to survive uh, the entire <laughs> activation yeah. phase of your enemy. So yeah. that's kind of a big deal. But uh, you can you can move without getting uh, additional fatigue. It's kind of kind of another way, maybe I think, to uh, catch up with cavalry. So um, yeah, if if you if I mean they can still run away after this, but you're still moving in their turn and getting closer. So they. Yeah, I, I guess they can't run away forever. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a move that will not generate a fatigue for you because it's in the enemy's turn, the opponent's turn. So, it I think this is a good ability that you will probably want to play almost every turn uh, to get them maneuvering going. Yeah, I actually think this this ability is better for all of the uh, ultra new enemies variations. Yeah, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, your yeah. cavalry or your um, guys with heavy weapons or or guys with javelins, like they can kind of move up real quick. Um, so, or redeploy very quickly. So I think, yeah, <laughs> I like it, but um, like the timing in which you play it makes it a little bit risky for your own units as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's probably the best with the with the cavalry, uh, with the cavalry version of this board. With the uh, I think it's the Vikings one. Yeah, right? yeah, the uh, Germanic peoples. Yeah, that yeah, that is good. That is good. All right. Next up is uh, Warcry, which takes a a common or an uncommon die. It's a melee ability. If a unit's armor is higher than the enemy units, that unit reduces the number of defense dice it rolls to cancel hits taken by two. So this is this is like the uh, the sucker punch. I feel like it's the uh, if if your unit is, if your armor is higher, then you can really wipe an enemy unit because if you can't even roll for two of your uh, two of your casualties, that just that really sucks and make it makes the whole profanation. So where you need to win the melee to uh, to dash out of fatigue, really easy, I think. So uh, there's a good combo there, but it's it's again it's hard to pull off, and you probably need hearth guard or your warlord to uh, make the warcry thing work because your unit has to be higher, uh, your armor has to be higher again. So uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I'm also maybe less positive about it than you because it it's not like two um, two automatic casualties. It's if your opponent has a way of generating just tons of defense dice, yeah, it's oh, not yeah, that big right, a deal in right. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, so it's 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 good. It's definitely nice, but yeah, some some boards can just have like tons of defense dice. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then that's maybe less uh, less impactful. Um, so I think that's unfortunate. I think if it was like two two automatic casualties, like what the goths have. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to keep going back to the goths, um, like that. That's just so much more powerful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. So we're sorry about uh, making you less enthusiastic about this one. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So the next one is "Death Is Nothing," which is probably a really good metal album name. This is a <laughs> uh, rare dice. You need it. This is a melee ability. 
and this is a unit other than levies. After the attack dice are rolled, inflict on the enemy unit a number of automatic hits equal to a third of the number of hits taken by your unit, up to a maximum of four automatic hits. So yeah, you need to... There's a lot of numbers in this uh, ability. I feel like they could have worded it slightly, slightly <laughs> better. But um, I like it. I wish it wasn't capped at four, especially for a rare. Um, but this is a, kind of in the same vein as where you need to take casualties. Actually, you just need to take hits um, where you, and then you dish out, yeah, a third of the hits back rounding up, obviously. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate it. I'll be honest with yeah. you. I hate it <laughs> because I think, I think you have to, you have to end up like taking 10 hits on you for the for to get the max four and i don't yeah it's, and you can use it on levies so you, you you have to use it on warriors so even if you did close ranks and the enemy the opponent did get 10 um 10 hits on you that's that's still five dead warriors on average so i don't i don't feel like this is gonna save you or really help you out and it's just i, I yeah yeah, the only thing, yeah, that's kind of the only case, I guess. If if your if your warriors are attacked and you can close ranks, then this might be worth it because you're kind of saving a lot. But other than that, I don't think it's uh, it's good ever. <laughs> yep. No, I, I think for the rare and then being able to, yeah, it's just the stipulation of only a third and everything else. Like if it was one for one, I think I would play this every every single time. Yeah, and um, yeah, maybe one like half, maybe a third. Eh, not super amazing. I agree. Um, and uh, there's definitely better places on here to use a, to use a rare for. And that's, that's uh, yeah, the, the next ability is basically the place to put a rare, I think. So, uh, yeah. Next ability. Yeah, I think the, yeah, I think the Fuhrer. Yeah. Not probably, the, the Stormbreaks and the Fuhrer are probably, or, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> are, are the one where we would place the rare. <laughs> All right. Let, let, me, uh, let me get into the Stormbreaks. So it's an activation ability that takes a, a uncommon or a rare. It activates two units within M of an enemy unit for a charge. If you use a rare, these activations do not generate fatigue. So if using a rare on here is, is so good because you can just keep your units going, right? Yeah, they, can just, they can just keep charging. Like two or three charges in one turn is definitely possible with these accents without like sacrificing too much of your, uh, of your unit. So... Because you have so many good ways to not take the fatigue or to get rid of the fatigue, and putting the uh, the rare on here to generate no fatigue on two charges is is just huge. And then, especially compared to like death is nothing, where the rare doesn't, uh, yeah, it's it's just not, it's it's just not good. <laughs> yep, no, definitely. So uh, I agree. I I also think the storm breaks is a very good metal uh, record name. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a good good theme as well. Um, yeah, I think this would this would be one of the first places I would put a rare for sure. Just automatically along with uh, with Fuhrer if I was rolling more than one. Um, this makes them also really really fast because you can essentially move you can move L with a unit, arrive in combat and without fatigue. And then if you play insignificant, you, you basically end the combat without fatigue as well yeah so like, <laughs> that's pretty impressive for sure yeah 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 so what's your what's your what do you think is your favorite ability or your f top 
Yeah, your top one because I won't have the other one. <laughs> yeah, I'll limit myself to one then. Uh, it's Fuhr. I think that really makes the the board tick. It also, once you get a little bit sloppy with your warlord, you can kind of save yourself. So <laughs> big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll take the storm breaks for this. It's uh, the last ability, the uh, activate for a charge with no fatigue. It's just these two abilities make this board work. I think. And uh, so yeah, they're definitely rock stars. Agreed. So, how do you feel about this board? Right, so um, I'll be I'll be a little bit. I feel like I have the same vibe as the Franks again because I feel like the Saxons are super aggressive and they if if they can pull off their combos, they're like incredibly strong and they're like unstoppable, like an unstoppable force. But it's so easy to not get your combos, and because the board kind of pushes you towards it, it's also really hard. I think it's really hard to manage a warband with like four points of hearth guard or. Maybe three points of hard guard. So uh, I, I feel like it's really hard to play, um, even though I think the rating in the book says it's uh, it's easy to play. But yeah, how do you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, I think in the end it is easy to play, but is it easy to play well? That's another question. Um, I think this is definitely one where you have to be a pretty good player to pull it off. Um, the I'm actually very very positive about it. But it's more because it's really fun to play. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Mutatuia, yeah, where there's just yeah. a lot of death and destruction. Uh, but you, you expect to lose some of your own guys as well. So I think it's, it would be a really good board to take uh, and play um, yeah, just like a friendly game or an introduction game. Uh, but I think any board where you kind of have to lose your own guys to get bonuses um, makes it very difficult in tournament play. But on the other hand, it, it is really, really fun. So <laughs> I was, That's a plus. I'm, I was, yeah, I was really tempted to to take the Germanic peoples in a, a for a tournament just because the board looks so fun, and I'm still very tempted to. Do you it. should, man. However, yeah. however, like you're always. Uh, I think the problem is you're for me at least. They always lose against the Goths in terms of just what they can do. Yeah. That makes it difficult, but it is very, very tempting. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the thing that makes it really, yeah, difficult for me, or why I think it's not easy to play, is because, yeah, you, the board pushes you towards Hearthguard, but the board also doesn't like Hearthguard at all. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, so uh, talking about Hearthguard, let's go into army composition. How would you build your warband of Saxons? Yeah, so I would take uh, two points of Hearthguard, and then four points of Warriors. Right. I don't think I would take shooting, <laughs> unless you're. I don't know. No, I don't think I would take shooting. Fair enough. How about you? Right. So I don't. I know we didn't do it yet, but um, because I think the Saxons just work super well with it. I I take uh, three points of Hearthguard probably, and uh, two points of Warriors and a Champion, which is one point. I know we didn't go into Mercenaries yet, and that's kind of cheating of me to uh, to use it now. But the Champion, being your Warlord, like. Your, your lieutenant is just amazing with the with the with this board because he has the high armor, he has the fewer bonus, so he can totally like heal through uh, giving the enemy attack dice. And uh, the the champion is is just a must with every Saxon warband. I feel I feel so uh, so yeah. Warlord champion, three points of Hearthguard, and then two points of Warriors. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be pretty nasty. Um... You just kind of triggered a uh, trigger memory here. The Fuhrer is a basic ability, so it can be used on mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, and the... so that's 
So I think I need to reread the mercenary section and see where that's that's going to be good. Yeah, I mean the the champion is loyal anyway, right? So he can take all the take he can activate all the abilities. But but yeah, yeah. So I think that would be uh, how would you play that? Would you just, just charge everything forward as much as possible? Yeah, I think I think um, charging your warlord and your champion in, or like charging your warlord in and having your champion protect him because the enemy has to or the opponent has to charge your champion if he can or if if they can. Um, and having your because you have that much hearth guard, it's I think it's really easy to keep your wallet alive in shooting because there's probably only going to be one or two two hits that you can't cancel, and then you can just take your hearth guard off. And then if if the opponent decides to charge you, you can just dish your like drop your fatigue with fewer again. So I feel like the uh, the warlord and the champion are going to be amazing beat sticks that basically don't die with your hearth guard nearby. I mean the champion will die at some point, but that's okay. So and the warriors are just there to screen in the beginning, and uh, that's what I would do. I think just push push forward your your tough, really indestructible wall of champion, hearthguard, and uh, warlord, and see where it takes you. What would you do? Yeah, I think I, I like it, but I think you're you're gonna run out of dice very quickly, um, especially when you have to chain a few few abilities mm-hmm. to get things to work. Um, so I, that's my my fear a little bit that you would run out of uh, you would maybe only get one or two two melees um, worth of, of uh, kind of out of the board but return. The, the, the champion really helps with that though, right? He has determination and he generates a die, so um, he uh, he's like a better unit of Hearthguard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you get it's kind of like a free free dice. Yeah, then. yeah. So. And you can uh, split one of your your warrior units into two units of four because you are right. This is a he- war like a die dice uh, heavy or in uh, like hungry board. So uh, splitting a your one point of uh, warriors into two units of four to generate those extra dice, it's probably going to be juicy. Yeah, yeah. That that makes it a little bit more difficult if you're playing uh, scenario games though, like uh, um, where you have conquest points, for mm-hmm. example. That makes it pretty tough. Uh, but uh, yeah. That's. Um, I think here you're just playing to kill things. Yeah, and that's. And then not not worry so much about the scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's what I what I do anyway. Always, I think I always play to kill things, and so do you. You like yeah, that's kind of kind of our thing. Yeah, I know, but right now I'm I'm rational and analyzing. <laughs> when I'm like playing itself, it's all that goes out of the window. Analyze me this. How would you uh, would you build these these warbands with a uh, like model or, um, yeah, like. Yeah, more right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the, don't, don't the words say again. It. So, <laughs> <laughs> gripping beast, plastics, dark age warriors <laughs> uh, will be your starting point. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think, uh, I think they're really good um, as a as a starting point for the warriors. However, you're gonna kind of want some um, some hearth guards, so guys with mail, which you could probably get away with uh, using either the Viking. And the armored Viking bodies or the Anglo-Saxon uh, veins box, also plastic. Yeah. Just kind of mixing and, and matching a little bit um, and avoiding some of the more Anglo-Saxony or Viking Viking looking uh, looking bits. You you would have a perfectly serviceable war serviceable warband uh, pretty cheaply. Um, I think also the war war games Atlantic Goths for sure. Probably also Absolutely. also work yeah. very very well for this. Um, so I think that would probably be 
a number one go-to. I can't remember if they have armored bodies they do. in that they, or they, not. They, there's the uh, the Wargames Atlantic Roman set, right? I think I've talked about it like a million times now. Oh, right, but, yeah. So you'd mix, mix with yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, they even said that they're uh, made to mix, so you can take the shields from the uh, from the from the goth kit and uh, just make them look like... They, they don't have any insignia or Roman stuff on the, on the bodies themselves, so... Uh, you can just mix them and make them look like Saxons or Goths or whatever. Yeah, that's a pretty good option. Uh, I guess either way, you're you're buying two box sets. Yeah, uh, but they're relatively inexpensive, so that's that's pretty good. Um, if not, I've been kind of eyeing up the footsore Saxons for a while. Mm-hmm. I've never quite pulled the trigger on this, <laughs> but um, I think at some point I'll, uh, I'll I'll do it because it's like you said, it's a relatively compact warband. With uh, lots of Hearthguard, personal champion, and warlord, so that that doesn't leave a lot of models to paint. Actually, it's it's really easy, really quick, and I don't think it's a uh, it's it's. I, I think we said this way too much now, but it's probably one of the cheapest warbands to get into Saga with. <laughs> All right, I think uh, we didn't rate the Saxons out of five. All right, let's do it. I'll let I'll let I'll let you go first. All right, so out of uh, out of five shields and Saxons, I'll give them three. But just just because I think that their uh, their old friends new enemy options really make them super cool and really interesting to play, but the warband itself is a three for me. All right, I I would give them five sexes and zero shields. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think it's all attack. Yes, but yeah, you're you're gonna lose guys, so that kind of sucks. But it's also fun. Yeah. Um. In all seriousness, yeah, I think I'd give them a solid three. I'm, I'm I really want to put them on the table and, and give them a spin because it, like the attacking flow is just, yeah, it's really cool. I, I like it. It's the same vein as the Franks. You, it's very aggressive. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of whatever happens, you have a good good time. <laughs> and you feel good because loads of people died. Yeah, you know? but that, that's the, the the main difference between the Franks and the Saxons is I feel like the Franks the Franks work really well with like six points of warriors and the Saxons could probably work with the six points of Hearthguard. So uh, that's kind of kind of the the big difference for me. Yep. No, agreed. All right. All right, JP. That's it then. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for listening in. And uh, <laughs> bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.